Welcome to the IDP show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, and I'm joined in the show check tonight by a man who looks very white because he is attempting to dance to our theme music. It's Adam Markham. Adam, how are you home? I'm looking pretty cool, Josh. You are looking pretty cool. You got, uh, is that a, is that a reader over there? A barbecue sandwich? Barbecue sandwich that I smoked myself. Ooh, really? Yes, sir. You got, uh, what are you working with on the smoker? You got like a big green egg or anything? Yes, sir. Very nice. Yes, sir. I've yeah, heard that's a, really good for it's smoking. It's the best. Um, yeah, I'm very blessed. We eat, we eat very good. We eat very good. Around my, my house. So, I bet uh, you do. Yeah, I smoked her, on, uh, smoked her on Sunday, and I just ate the last of it. Mm. I give a little away, too, because I'm just that type of guy. I didn't get any. You could have brought me some. Yeah, you're right. Your brother got you some. Wait, Connor got something yeah, I yeah, did? I gave some to Connor. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, he lives right up the road from me. We watched <sighs> football Sunday, but you couldn't go. Yeah, sun has pink eye. Yeah. Just been a just an absolute travesty of uh, yeah. maladies. That's what happens. They get pink eye. Jeez, man. It's been RSV, stomach bug, ear infection, mm-hmm. pink eye. Like Yeah, those first. What fresh horror awaits us this week? Sai's been good, you know, knock on wood, from like three to four. Once they get after, you know. It seems like two and under, man, they just get all those things out of the way. I had I had foot and mouth disease. Yeah, he had that as well. He had hand, foot, and mouth. We thought it was chicken pox because he got it right after I had shingles. Nope, not chicken pox. Hand, foot, and mouth. So just throw that in there as well. Yeah, that was weird. That was a weird, weird thing. It was really weird for growing. Like, my uh, my hands were, like, tingly. Did you get hand, foot, and oh, mouth yeah, from I got him? Too. I got it, yeah. yeah. Kids are the worst. Like, Allie's sick today. I've been sick. I think mine's sinuses, but who the hell knows? It could be Pax. It's just, you're, you got the pink eye, too, don't you? I do, yeah. Both my eyes are swollen shut. I can't read the notes, Addie. you got to carry it tonight. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Lord help. Well, we're happy to be back, y'all. We just wrapped up week two. Um, very entertaining game last night for stretches. The Lions were frisky. The fighting Dan Campbell's. Actually put it to the Packers a little bit. Now, the Packers pulled away. They kind of seemed to be toying with the Lions at times. But I watched every minute of it because the the, the Manning cast, they brought on Pat McAfee in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Did you get to watch any yeah, of that? Yeah, I got to watch most of it. Man, it was awesome. Yeah, it, was it was awesome really last night. That, uh, Pat was the best guest. They need to have him on every week. Brett Favre, he was a little out of it, it seems. I think he might have been a little stoned or Something. a little drunk. He was also on a delay, so yeah. they were constantly talking over each other. That's, that's one of the, gotta be like out of his element, like the technology stuff. Yeah. Zoom in and, and I loved Mark Sessler tweeted like shout out Brett Favre for coming on to a Monday night football broadcast on ESPN, having watched none of the first half of the game <laughs> that you are now like commentating on. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. That's classic Favre. Yeah, Gronk, he was having some issues. with he, the, His video was freezing, but his audio... That's the one thing I've said. This is ESPN. This is like a billion-dollar company. Send video crews to yeah. these people's houses. Is this is this at Peyton's house? This is at Peyton and Eli's houses. They wow. have full-blown producers, cameramen, mic people, all that. So it's like, just send a little crew to each of these guests. You know, like you're ESPN. You're not like some mm-hmm. startup podcast. Come on. Come on, just that's my one little change. Other than that, it's great. I mean, I think... I saw where the viewers, like, doubled. Doubled, yes. It went from, like, 800,000 to, I think, like, 1.9 million. Yeah, so next week will probably be even more. Probably, and I think if you're Steve Levy and the guys in the Monday Night booth, you're like, 
Okay, so I guess we're just over here calling this game for nobody, essentially. Yeah. This is the future, though. This is, it is. We've been saying this. Yeah, it's people like us and, you know. Like how you just threw us in there. <laughs> people like us. Well, I've always said. <laughs> Mainly I, us. I would love to see, but see, it's a it's a rights thing. It's a, a usage thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that, at least as far as I know, like the fantasy footballers, for instance, they wouldn't be able to watch a game and provide commentary yeah, right. on like a YouTube stream because they would get banged by the NFL for you know, illegally using their material. Yeah. So, but, but they could comment on it and stuff, right? They could, yes. you know, you'd be watching along with them. They just couldn't show the actual Ex- game. Exactly. They couldn't show the That's game. That's the way it's headed though. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean it's, hopefully the NFL realizes, oh my gosh, like, if you get got like because essentially this is a football podcast that's mm-hmm. playing out while the game is going on. Right. We can watch the game and hear from people who aren't just like buttoned up professional commentators who for the most part suck. Like yeah. Romo's great, but like, is he though? Like that it's kind of like the bar of like he is the best, but he's the best from a crop of people that by and large are just really dry and boring to listen to. Like, they add nothing to the game. And here's the thing, too, that I appreciate is, do we really need a play-by-play guy? We can see the game. We know what's going on. And that's one thing I've liked is the Mannings are talking about stuff while these plays are going on. Now, they'll pause and, like, talk about a big play, but I don't need Steve Levy to say, that's a three-yard out pass to the tight end. I can see that. (laughs) You know? I can see that. So anyway, Josh is fired up, boy. He's the veins in his head, boy. They're popping. I just, I just want the NFL to open its eyes and realize yeah. what it has, and I think it will. I think you'll start to see this replicated a lot more. Like if you don't think Pat McAfee got some calls, oh yeah, from some interested networks saying, "Hey, would you be interested in doing something like the MegaCast?" That's happened. Yeah, yeah. So I enjoyed it. It was a fun game. Week two is in the books. And uh, we're doing the uh, week two recap, Addy. And then later on this week, you guys will hear from Joey the Tooth and Evan Ronda previewing week three. But tonight, Addy, we are going to talk about the week that was in the NFL. And we've got a fun little segment after the break. We're entering the panic room. You're Jody Foster. I'll be the daughter in this instance. You're more, you know, maternal and Mm -hmm. motherly. Yes. So we'll let you be the Jody Foster character. But we're going to put some of these highly rated IDP assets under the microscope, guys who have underperformed for what you thought you were getting going into the season and saying on a scale of zero to 10, how panicked are you about these guys? So we'll get to that. It's There's some big names, big names in this segment. So I'll be curious to get your take on where you fall. But let's start with the injury roundup, Addy. Uh, some big names have unfortunately suffered some big injuries just broke today before we came out to record. Bradley Chubb is having arthroscopic procedure on his ankle tomorrow, Wednesday. The hope is to hit short-term IR and return this season. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, not great. Um, it's a shame, though, man, because having him with that defense that's already studly would have been would have been awesome. Um, We've been saying this for three years, though. I know, yeah, they can never stay healthy. I mean, Von Miller's balling right now, looking like one Killing of the best it. pass rushers in Truly. the league. Um, I think he's, what, 32, 33 at this point? He's up there. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, for IDP, you 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 know, you're probably dropping him. In, in, well, you're definitely dropping him in, in um, non-dynasty. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Von Miller's 32. Yeah, but I wouldn't expect much for when he does return, too. It just, at a certain point, you have to say, I'm just not going down this road again, Mm -hmm. you know? Because majority of leagues, he still gets the linebacker designation. And it's just like, you know. He's already on the fence, on the borderline anyway of relevance. What I would maybe do is in a dynasty league, you're not going to get anything for him. Wait till next offseason. Let the hype start building. Like, this is Bradley Chubb's in the best shape of his, and then just trade him. Because yeah. I don't want to do this dance anymore. But it's a good time to acquire, though, if you're if you're a Bradley Chubb fan. I mean, because you could probably get him for like oh, a fifth. I mean, for right? nothing, I think, at this point. Yeah. And, and there is a chance he comes back. Mm-hmm. I don't think he will. My gut just says, like, week, you know, seven or eight, we're going to hear a Chubb suffered a setback in the game when he tried to return. He's going to be out the rest of the season type of thing. Yeah, and I should clarify. Could be wrong. I'm not trading for him unless he's a D uh, D end or he's at the right or the dual dual designation and sleeper. Yep. Agreed. So speaking of the Broncos, man, they've had a rough go of it. Josie Mm -hmm. Jewell hits uh, long-term IR out for the season with a torn pack. He was actually playing pretty well. Uh, This is big time arrow up for Justin Sternad. I feel like Baron Browning might get in the mix as well. We know AJ Johnson's entrenched there as one of the linebackers. So you think it'll be Sternad stepping into that role in absence of Jewel? I think so for now, but Browning would be the guy that, you know, is on my radar. I yeah. think he, they could use him. I like him a lot. He's really athletic. Um, he could be a difference maker for them. Love it. I traded Browning for Kenny Young and Jadeveon Clowney. Uh, this was a Macri trade. Uh, Kenny Young, you know, immediately goes out and pretty much tries to punch a referee in the face. So he gets ejected. That was fun. And then Macri beats me on top of all of that. So that darn Macri. It just it just is Canadian witchcraft. I made uh, yeah, I've made some trades with Macri, and I usually regret most of them. Yeah, I made one with him today. Actually, acquired Demario Davis. That's right. What was that one? It was uh, a it tight was end you were sending over. A sent over. Well, he was on IR. It, he, that was for cap purposes. But it was essentially. Um, Ty Johnson and Mac Jones for really Demario Davis. Yeah, on my end, and I got Amari Hooker, who's a cornerback in in that league, so that's nice. I can bring him up whenever he um, gets off IR. But uh, yeah, I mean, the big get for me was Demario Davis. He he got Mac Jones. Did I mention that? Yeah, Mac Jones and Ty Johnson was was his. Um, so yeah, he's in a rebuild. He took over this team, so he's just acquiring assets. I got Mac Jones on IR, but I'm also loaded at quarterback. Um, my linebacker room is really good now. Got a leader of men there with Demario Davis. Yes, sir. Yeah, I shipped off uh, with Bobo. I, I acquired Naheem Hines for Jordan Fuller. There you go. Context is I have like six safeties that I could start every single week. I've got st- – I started – Let me hold one of those probably. I had Jonathan Abram, uh, Jonathan Abram and Harrison Smith in this week with Rayshon Jenkins, Marcus May – uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. and Jordan Fuller on the wow. bench. So I was like, ah, yeah, I need to get, I need to ship one of these dudes off for a, a flex piece. You yeah, know, that's, that's great. So it was one of those weeks, Addie, you're just kicking yourself at the end of it because some really bad start set decisions. Mm-hmm. Just the logic I feel like was sound. Like, I mean, JD McKissick, 0.8 points. Yeah, yeah. Guess- Antonio Gibson is the running back, right? So it's like, all right, let me set him down. Oh, he goes for 20.3 points. That's cool. Uh, Henry Ruggs, you know, going against the vaunted Pittsburgh Steelers defense that really shut down the Bills. Yeah, let me set him down. Oh, 23 points. Oh That's great. And you're going to play him next week. Of course, and he's going to do nothing. <laughs> this is how it goes. Why do we do this to ourselves? I don't understand. Let's quit. 
Let's, Let's stop quit. doing Let's it. Let's just gamble on football. <laughs> this can be a gambling podcast. Now I'm terrible at that too. So there you go, folks. This was a hard one for you. I don't think this season, but I know we are in this room, Demarcus Lawrence fans. Mm, God. Broken foot out indefinitely. This necessitated a move that we'll talk about here in a little bit with Micah Parsons moving to defensive end uh, because that team is just devastated. They had mm. Randy Gregory on COVID IR. Now you've got Demarcus Lawrence out. So, yeah, it sucks. I have had a lot of Demarcus Lawrence. So that really, I mean, he was like my DL one in, in a lot of leagues. Yeah. Because so. you could probably get them pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm screwed. Um, and Dallas is pretty screwed, too. I mean, you know, I guess Michael Parsons is nice that you can use him there. But, I mean, that's that was not the vision for him. No. I think you want him doing a little bit of both. And also, we'll get to it, but he only played 55% of the snaps. I'd, I'd want that guy out there for 100%. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, and also there's not – there's really not much to replace him, right? It's a lot of darts. you got – Terrell Basham, I think. Bradley and A, right? Bradley and A. Dorrance Arm, um, Dorrance Armstrong. Yeah, who I picked up in a league, and he had some pressures, but he didn't do much stat wise. So it's just, um, it's going to be a struggle, I think, to to find anything relevant to replace him. You um, want to target those the Dallas Cowboys in, especially like streaming cornerback matchups, because oh, yeah. they are going to be in so many shootouts. Yeah which we thought with the Chargers Cowboys game, but it just goes to show that's not always going to hit, but I think in the aggregate looking at the season, going to be a lot of 30 and 40 point games oh, for the yeah. Cowboys. We should have, we should have seen that coming though with the Cowboys Chargers. Everyone thought that was, you know, it was going to be 40 to 41, you know? Yeah. Anytime. It doesn't do that. Usually. Anytime can like, consensus starts to pile up around a certain narrative. I'm like, Oh, yeah, maybe builds up too much. High. Yeah. It's just like, are we all missing something here? So this was, a, this was one that hurt me personally. I don't roster this player in our main league anymore, but I'm a big Brandon Graham fan. Torn Achilles out for the season mm. sucks for the Eagles. That defensive line had been looking very good. Yeah. Um, they just paid Josh sweat. Um, Brandon Graham was set to be a free agent, so that sucks going into, you know, a free agency period. He's already like 33, 34 yeah, you at this point. Think, I don't know if it's the end of the road, but he's probably going to get like a veteran minimum deal. He truly will probably not ever be the same. No, an Achilles at that age is just really hard to come mm-hmm. back from. So I'm glad this happened after his contract, like he was able to get paid several yeah. years ago. 33. 33. Be 34 yeah. April 3rd. Yeah, so... Best of luck in the recovery for all of these guys. But let's talk about some important rookie snap shares, Addy. We're hitting the guys who uh, are notable rookies and seeing where they're clocking in here in week two with their snaps. So this is one you like to see. And I know it's because of an injury, but Nick Bolden up at 83%. Put up nine tackles and a tackle for loss. That's not too shabby. It's very good. Uh, Odafe Owe, 75% of snaps. We saw the, um, I mean, that game, I think I agree with Greg Rosenthal. That game may be the game of the year between the Ravens and the Chiefs. We may have had it in week two, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. But I just don't know how you do better than that, man. Yeah, I mean, a- Lamar flipping into the end zone, the jump pass to Hollywood, Travis Kelsey's bizarre touchdown run. I mean, and then you have Owe just not only knocking the ball out, but then having the wherewithal to grab it and pull it in. He's been great this year. He's, he has, man. He's, um, he's the highest-rated edge rusher among rookies. He's got 
seven pressures. That's second best behind uh, only this this next guy we're about to yeah, get. Yeah, Quiddy Pay, sixty eight percent of snaps, five tackles. Not super effective. Um, he had a better week one than week two, but that's to be expected. That Rams offense is just really good at getting the ball out quickly, not leaving Matt Stafford back there to take big hits. So I'm not shocked that Pay had a little bit quieter week two, but you love to see the usage there. Gregory Rousseau, 66%. Aziz Ojolari, 63%. And then the aforementioned Micah Parsons at 55. So these are all the guys playing the majority of the snaps, uh, more than 50%. Notable, Micah Parsons all at edge. Weird. We kind of wondered, I was talking with one of our listeners about this, am I worried? And then when I started to see more and more on Sunday morning, yes, this is what the Cowboys plan to do with Parsons. Mm -hmm. I was like, I think I'm sitting Parsons down. Just until we get some clarity, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect this to be the way forever because eventually, I think Lawrence is going to come back. Randy, uh, Randy Gregory's on COVID IR right now. He's back. I think he's planning to come back tomorrow. So is maybe what I that saw. changes things. I, mean, I hope so. Um, yeah. Either way, you're probably going to sit Parsons out this week until we can figure that out. And 55 percent of snaps. It's not great. It's not great. Yeah, you're you're hoping for some sacks. Looks like a normal edge rusher. You know? Yeah, I mean, if with edge rushers, it's not the same as like linebackers or safeties, where you want guys in the high 90s. Edge rushers, if they're getting 75 to 80 percent of the snaps, that's really good. Yeah. So 55 percent though, not a lot. Before I forget, Josh uh, made an error earlier. I said um, OA was second to I thought. Gregor Rousseau was the next guy on the list. So oh. Rousseau is the guy that leads um, edge rushers, rookie edge rushers and pressures with eight. Away has seven. Ojolari has six. Um, Quiddy Pay has two. Ooh, he's graded, it up he's graded well. Yeah, he has great, and he's looked good. Like yeah. I will say he has been in the backfield a lot. So um, I'm not surprised he's grading well. But let's talk about some of these guys not playing a lion's share of snaps. Zayvon Collins at 41. Jamin Davis at 39. JOK, even with Anthony Walker on short-term IR, only at 30%. Jalen Phillips at 28%. Joe Tryon Shoyinka at 26%. And Richie Grant at 0% of snaps. So, the one that I think is going to turn around, we were talking about this before we hit record, I think Jamin Davis is primed to earn himself some more playing time. If you watch mm-hmm. that Giants football team game, oh yeah. He was just making plays. He graded really well. He was either the first or second highest graded defender for Washington coming out of that game. He's big and fast. Dude, he just he's he just makes plays. Yeah. And that's what this He's gonna be a perfect piece for that defense. You just saw Bostic getting burned and tackling from behind a lot, uh-huh. I felt like. Yeah, the defense hasn't been that good, right? It hasn't really lived really up to the expectations it. yet. Nope. So I think this team is frisky. I kind of like Taylor Heineke. I think he mm-hmm. gives them a little something. Um, you know, I don't know when Fitzpatrick is going to be back. That's a pretty nasty injury to suffer as a 38-year-old, I think. Yeah. So tough. we'll see. You added Peyton Turner to the list here. What did he do? Got to. Um, so he, he was the guy that got some snaps with Davenport going down. Um, played really well. 31 total snaps. Put up four pressures. Um, 72.1 overall. PFF grade as 76.5 pass rush grade. So really good. His opportunity is going to, going to increase, but, um, Oh, well, let's say you got a sack. You got a sack. You, you got, got a sack. There yeah. you go. So 
great debut from Peyton Turner. It's exactly what you want to see if you're New Orleans. Yeah, and it's nice to see a lot of these first-round picks here getting some early run with Owe and Pay, Gregory Russo and Peyton Turner yeah. all seemingly getting more and more opportunity here. Yep. So I think it's a pretty good edge edge class. Uh, Jalen Phillips has been the most surprising. We thought that he would. Yeah, you know, what's get, going on get there? More run. I don't know. Very weird. Um, I I guess they're just being. You know, that guy come from the Belichick coaching tree, so maybe he's. We saw what happened in Chase Winovich. Yeah, he's getting just iced out. He's getting Winoviched. Yeah, hate so, to see it. Do you want to hit on some of these guys from your uh, Twitter th- thread? I saw you dropping some nugs uh, today. And I'm sure earning some followers. You were just blessing the timeline left and right. The followers have been coming through, so we we appreciate that. Thanks for uh, thanks for the follow. Love that. It's really what matters in life. Yeah, we've been picking up subscribers on the newsletter. We were at 169, which is a very nice yeah. number. Numbers are all we checked. care about. It, truly, that's what makes our heart sing. Impressions, interactions. That's that's truly all that matters. Mm-hmm. It's true. Okay, so yes, I like last week. I I um, tweeted out who had the most box snaps. For safeties, um, this week, Rayshon Rayshon Jenkins, Rayshon, forty six of his sixty nine uh, snaps were in the box. Terrell Edmonds, thirty eight of his sixty six were in the box. Kyle Duggar, thirty seven of his fifty five snaps were in the box. Jamal Adams, thirty of his eighty eight. Good lord, a lot of snaps in that game. Yeah, it was an overtime game. Overtime, yeah. Yep. Um, Malcolm Jenkins, 30 of his 74 were in the box. Anthony Harris, quite surprising, but they are a little banged up there. 28 of his 70 were in the box. You you know, a guy that typically always plays deep. Um, Adrian Phillips, 28 of his 55 were in the box. Jeremy Chen, 26 of his 44 were in the box. And, uh, Von Bell, 24 of his 65 were in the box. Daniel Sorensen, 24 of his 76. Dirty Dan, the tackling missing man. Dirty Dan had a huge week. Um, yeah, he might, you know, he's someone that, uh, I accidentally, well, didn't accidentally, I dropped him. I feel like a big old dumb. Big old dumb dumb? Old dummy. Um, Ronnie Harrison, 23 of 50, uh, 23 of 53 snaps were in the box. So, um, you know, like we've mentioned before, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for these guys that play closer to the line of, line of scrimmage. They're the ones that have the the better opportunity for tackles. It was interesting you mentioned two Patriots there. Yeah. Both Duggar and um, who was the other guy that came over? Duggar and Adrian Phillips. Adrian Phillips, yeah. Yeah, yeah 37 for Duggar, 28 for Adrian Phillips. And also um, the guy for the Steelers there. Uh, Terrell Adams. Yeah. Or uh, Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds. Tremaine's brother. Yeah, he's not... He's a guy that I think we had a love of on again, off again love affair at times, but just kind of have recently realized not that good for IDP. No, he hadn't really done much. Yeah, I think he was just kind of floating off, uh, you know, being Tremaine's brother. Got dripped by proxy. Right, was a first rounder. Dripped by association. But he was overdrafted too, remember? There yes, was, he was. But still. Well, there you go, folks. Addy dropping nugs. Make sure you give him a follow. Just toss him a follow if you like trains or if you like... Uh, Good, useful nugs. Please, guys. My ratio is is uh, all that matters to me. You need to clean that up a little bit. You I do. I'm going to have to follow some of you guys. Yeah, you're going to have to go on a big unfollow spree. Uh, do you want to know about uh, pass rush win percentage or anything like that, Josh? Hit me with some interesting guys off that list. Okay. Um, Max Crosby is the leader. 33.3% this year. I did year. like that you put triple X. You like that? You noticed that? Oh, of course. I thought it was maybe a reference to... Bowling Green's finest porn star, Brandy Sparks. Wow. 
Triple X. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> uh, his teammate Yannick Unique in Gakwe, 29.8%. Uh, Von Miller, very nice to see him back on this list. He's third overall, 27.5%. Uh, Eric Armstead, really this whole list is kind of surprising, honestly. Uh, Eric Armstead is fourth with 25.4%. Talk about left for dead. I've literally got him on IR. He's been playing pretty well. I don't know if it's translated much to stats. I don't have anywhere. But I mean he's 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 great and well and he's you know these are great great when stats. When you're on IR, you're done. You're dead to me. <laughs> I don't care. You gotta root against him at that point. I do. I'm like, I hope you do terrible. It's a shame. Uh Romeo Aquara, he's fifth on the list, twenty four percent. Uh then you got, you know, Joey Bosa, Chandler Jones, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt. Trey Hendrickson's on this list, twenty percent. Uh Justin Houston, nineteen point six percent. Look at Justin Houston. Yeah. It's amazing these late signings. Like, I know the around the NFL guys have been big on this Melvin Ingram signing, how well he's, he's played. Been great. Justin Houston. Like, smart teams just make smart signings. Exactly, man. Steelers, Ravens. Like, we should not be surprised by this at this point. Yep. All right, folks. Well, we are going to take a short break to hear about uh, y'all going to like this. It's a fantasy football ad read. For Manscaped, when we come back, we are going to be entering the panic room. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. IDP flow, safety's in the box, no PO. Play like Dario, have you take home the gold like a C3PO. All right, we're back to talk about Manscaped, and Addy, it is fantasy football season, as we know. That's why we're here doing this show on a Tuesday night for y'all. And it's time for another Manscaped ad read. It's time to put the PP back in PPR League. I'm just going to say it, Addy. I'm really looking forward to the way the copywriter has woven in these football references throughout this ad read. We've got some really good ones here that I'm very excited for. But it's time to put the PP back in PPR League with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming just launched the new Performance Package 4.0. We love that package, Addy. It's one of our favorites. We all got it here on the IDP show. Don't neglect your balls like the Packers front office has been neglecting Aaron Rodgers. That was pretty good. Mm. Good job, copywriter. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for kickoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDP show. This will help you tame that Troy Palomalu in your pants, Addy. Sir. Another good one. Yeah, they're all, I would have said, um, if I were them, I would have done the, like like Aaron Rodgers neglects his family. Oh, that's a good one. My most popular tweet recently has been when Andy from the Fantasy Footballers asked, what animal is Aaron Rodgers? And I literally just Googled what animal hates their family. <laughs> that got like 70 likes. Felt good, didn't it? It's a popular tweet. That's all that matters, Josh. Some vanity metrics. Yes, sir. So, if you groom below the waist, Addy, the Performance Package 4.0 is an essential purchase. And good news for our international listeners, because we have quite a few of those, including John Macri in Canada. Their life-changing products are now available in Canada, the UK, across Europe, Australia, South Africa, and Singapore. Inside their Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, performance boxer briefs and a travel bag i had to buy myself the travel bag because i gave it to connor by accident ah but it's a nice travel it is a nice travel bag uh got some leather on there yep we've mentioned the boxer briefs many times the 
best kind Make of performance enhancer you could ask sure. for. And I'm telling you, the, the ball deodorant, the anti-chafing ball deodorant, it works, yeah. lifesaver. Yeah, as, a, as someone that golfs a lot, I always know if I forget to put this stuff on. Yeah, you're coming home and you're, sure. you're downstairs to, is upset. Sure, having to, you know, walk a little bow-legged. A little bow-legged. Sure. Let's keep it going on the old ad read here. Oh, yeah, that thing. Uh, first scheduled for liftoff, new lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. This spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body balls and even your a gap so we're taking a spaceship through the a gap it's getting a little wobbly on the references here but i appreciate the effort this fourth generation trimmer also features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology that's trademarked the lawnmower 4.0 has 7,000 rpm uh, motor a new multifunction on off switch that can engage a travel lock and it's even waterproof yeah, I was doing this ad read by myself recently, and I realized why you always trip over this part. There's a lot of numbers. A lot of numbers in that. A lot of phrases. Yep. So the lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight, which allows you to be as accurate as that clip of Brady playing catch with the football throwing machine. Nice. Not bad. Not bad. The performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker. It's like having Derrick Henry, <laughs> D-E-R-E-K, Derrick Henry, <laughs> like a white surfer bro derrick henry <laughs> run through the nose and ear hairs the weed whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 rpm motor powered 360 rotary 360 degree road this is what i was saying this is hard like why do we make you say this it's a lot of stuff there too it's a 9,000 rpm motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system i feel like if you get through that in one take you should get a hundred dollars i need a nap yeah, this nose and ear hair trimmer. And I was thinking, why are we giving these people grief for misspelling Derrick Henry when we have literally butchered so many names on this show? That's you. That's you, you not you me. You laughed at it, though. No, I didn't. You know in your heart you found it funny. The, the nose, <laughs> This nose and ear hair trimmer provides... They're going to definitely cut off our, our partnership, yeah, right? last month. This is it. Provides proprietary skin-safe trademark technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those sensitive holes. Mm. Don't forget to use Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and their Crop Reviver to help your little bench warmers be on their A-game while feeling the sun's heat. I, I have questions there. Like, are you just sunning your balls out on the golf course? I mean, you do, but that's, that's kind of your trademark. Mm-hmm. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code the IDP Show. IDP Show, no the. <laughs> okay, IDP Show at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code IDP Show at manscaped.com. If your significant other is nagging you about how much time you put into your fantasy team, you might as well gift them some beautiful balls with Manscaped. Do you think that would actually work? Only one way to find out. Only one way to find out, folks. Y'all know what time it is. The boys is back. All right, we're back, and I have to start things off, Addy, with a very important correction. The Bowling Green porn star, Lisa Sparks. So if you're wanting to have some alone time tonight, 
and look up Bowling Green's finest. Don't look up Brandy Sparks. It's Lisa Sparks with three X's at the yeah. end. A big difference. Big difference. I don't think Brandy Sparks is the one you want. You want Lisa. Mm-hmm. She's, she's the, the one, one that's the closest to her. Yes, she's <laughs> the one who put Bowling Green on the map. Is Lisa Sparks and her sexual conquests that are in the Guinness World Record book and then Corvettes. That's right. All right, so just some Bowling Green trivia for y'all. That's our claim to fame. But tonight, folks, we are going to be entering the panic room. It's become sort of a tradition on Twitter for all the smart and insightful analysts to say, hey, guys, don't overreact to week one. Right. Don't do it. We're going to do it in jest, but we don't actually mean it. But do we? If we're right, we did mean it. Week one and two mean nothing. Week they mean three, though. The season starts at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're going to do, though, is we're going to take a trip into the panic room with some highly thought of, highly drafted IDP assets. And we're going to ask, on a scale of one to ten, how panicked are we about these guys, Addy? Looking at what we've seen last season, preseason, and the first two weeks forecasting out the next 15 weeks, do we think this is the start of a disturbing trend or just a blip on the radar? All right, you ready? I'm scared to death. I'm scared to death as well. I know that movie Panic Room scared me to death when I was a child. So let's enter the Panic Room. I liked the scream in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Also, it's the only song that says Welcome to the Panic Room. Yeah, I love that. Who is that? No Who? idea. We might get sued because I just ripped it straight off YouTube. Sounds like it's a pretty popular song. Yeah, sure. Could be. I mean, I'm, I'm loving it. One more time. Welcome to the panic room. Ugh, welcome to the panic room, folks. Six more times? Six more times. It's the rest of the pod is just welcome to the panic room. People won't get tired of that at all. Let's start off with a big, big name, especially in the Dynasty community, Addy. And all of these ranks are from PFF. These are the preseason. I went back and double-checked this. These are the preseason redraft rankings. And we're only using this for context to say, where were these guys being thought of? Uh, and this is from our boy, John Macri. So, like, Let's where establishing expectations, right? You can only be disappointed if you have high expectations. So these are guys that we thought a lot of coming into the season that have not performed up to snuff so far. And we're starting with the Washington football team's Chase Young, preseason ranking DN5. We're going to look at each week their PFF grades, their points using big three scoring, and their snap share. And then we'll hit you with the overall at the end, and we'll give you our 0 to 10 panic scale rating. So Chase Young, week one, 86% of snaps, 68.5 overall grade, 9.75 points. Not terrible, but not what you would expect from Chase Young. Week two, it gets a little worse. 91% of snaps, so he goes up in that department. The grade goes down to a 62.6, and he only scores 6.75 points. So on the season, he has an overall grade of 66.8 and 89% snap uh, snap share. He has scored 16.5 points, and he is currently sitting at DL60 via Big 3 scoring. This guy freaking stinks. This guy sucks. So I put my panic level at a three. And the only reason I say that is because this Washington defensive line is loaded. And it kind of feels like Chase is the best of a really good bunch. But 
I do worry that it caps his upside just a little bit in terms of week-to-week production and consistency. Like, there are very few guys ahead of him on the list that I would expect to have these big blow-up weeks, these Chandler Jones type of weeks where it's three, four, five sacks. But that Washington defensive line is really good, man. Yeah, I um, I think I agree. I, th- we, I think we – I mentioned this on the pod I did with Johnny on Thursday. I think we crowned him a little bit too soon for – redraft right I think he was you know defensive end five that's too high for him he should be going in that defensive end like eight to twelve range probably defend uh dynasty wise he's still de1 I agree but um I mean you gotta love the snap shares I mean 86 percent snap share 91 percent in week two I mean that's absurd for a defensive lineman um their big games are coming they are uh, he has also had I mean those have been two tough matchups to start the year um he got the Chargers. Then he got the Giants. Giants, that's, but, but, that should have been better. But Daniel Jones, man, I mean, he's the Pretty fastest elusive. quarterback in a straight line. Pretty elusive, yeah. He was obviously scared to death running. Pretty well, so yeah. It just you got those guys chasing you. You want to run as <laughs> you fast will run as your you best, yeah. yeah. So I'm not worried about Chase Young. I do think the consistency is not going to be there as much week to week, just because there are going to be some weeks it's a Montez Sweat game, mm-hmm. some weeks it's a Jonathan Allen game, right? Yeah. Uh, some weeks it's a, a Deron Payne game. So yeah, I think that um, there's going to be more variance with Chase Young, but no, not really panicked on I him. Still think he finishes in the top twelve. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty safe. So let's look at Quinn and Williams. Uh, This was PFF's D-tackle four. Week one, grade of 46.9, 61% snap share, and 6.25 points. Week two, he had a 61.1 grade, so went up a little bit. 66% snap share went up as well, but the points dropped down to 1.25 points. So on the season, he's looking at a 52.7 grade, a 63% snap share, 7.5 points, and a rank of DL 138. Addy, for me, this is a one. I'm not worried about Quentin Williams at all. His snap share is up compared to last season, which was 51% on the year. That's all I'm really worried about with D-Tackle. Are they getting the snaps? Exactly. He's getting the snaps. D-Tackle fluctuates. We know this. Outside of like a handful of guys, there really is, I don't want to say a wasteland, but it's kind of like tight end and that it's just a big shrug emoji after three, four, five guys at the top. And Quentin Williams, I count in that group. Yeah, not much to add to that. I mean, that's exactly right. It's just that's the position. There's like five or six elite options, and I think he still is one of those better days ahead for for Williams. Yeah, set it and forget it on Quentin Williams. His bro's there now. That's cool. Quincy. Quincy? Quincy's there. Nice. That's right. I knew he had signed somewhere. I didn't realize it was played 92% of the snaps last week. Did he really? Yeah. The dream lives on for Quincy Wilson. Shout out to uh, Quincy Williams. Yes. Shout out to Macri for Quincy Williams tagging me that uh, tagging me in that tweet. He said he he always thinks of me when he thinks of uh, when he sees Quincy Williams now. That's your uh, dark horse breakout original. The original. Yeah. The first ever episode of the big three IDP podcast. Yeah. That was the guy I I, uh, pegged. Did he played 92% of the snaps. He had five tackles. So two years later, here we are. We have arrived at the breakout for yes, Quincy. Sir. He just had to be reunited with his bro. Yeah, that, that's uh, that helps, man. For sure. Did you see the St. Brown bros got to uh, go against each other last night on oh, Monday Night yeah. Football? 
pretty cool. They're not obviously on the field at the same time, but they both get to play. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of weird if one of you was on offense and one of you was on defense, and you're like whipping your brother's ass like Cowboys Bills. Is that happening this year? I don't know. We'll have to check. Who is that one though? Stefan and Oh dang, that's Trayvon. right. I don't know uh, Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs, Diggs and Stefan Diggs. I don't know if um Ooh, that would be juicy. I would like that a lot. Because you've always had like two quarterbacks like the Mannings or two defensive ends like the Boses or the Watt family, which was I guess technically the fullback Watt could have gone against JJ or TJ Watt. Uh, Tiki and Ronde Barber. They probably played against each other. Yeah, probably. Man, there's got to be. They play each other this year. Ah, that would have been fun because that's a great matchup. Maybe Super Bowl. Trayvon Diggs is taking a little bit of a step forward, I think. I think they're brothers. I'm pretty sure they're brothers. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They were talking on hard knocks. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's an awesome brother to have. Ah, for real. Kind of like we always bring up Chandler Jones' brother is John Bones Jones. Yeah. Some good gene pool to have right there. Let's talk about the next guy here on the list, Daddy. Who do we got? Okay, we have Leonard Williams. He was PFF's DE10. Um, grading pretty well, though, so that, that's good. Week 1, 77.6 overall grade, um, 80.9 run defense grade, 61.7 pass rush grade. Got 77% of the snaps, 9.75 points. That's a solid week. Um, week 2, 80% of the snaps, only 5.5 points. His grade was down to 648 uh, pass rush grade was down to 58.8. Overall, he's 72.8, um, and he has a pass rush grade of 60.1. Uh, Averaging 7.5 points a game, 79% snap share total. Um, he is the DL71. Again, though, no concern at all. Yeah, where are you on the old uh, panic scale? <laughs> like one. Are you a one? Zero. I mean, like like all the other guys I've, you know, we've mentioned so far. I'm a four on... Lenny, just because, like you said with Chase Young, I think we had this guy probably too high. I don't see him as a DN1. I see him as like a DN high-end DN2. I didn't do this. You did this. I didn't have him that high. I'm just saying, if people were drafting him with that expectation, yeah. I think you need to be a little worried because yeah. he's just... You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. He's not that guy. Yeah, And that's okay. Like a... DN2 is is great. He was that guy last year for the first time ever. Yeah. Do we expect that to repeat? Probably not. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Macri knows all, sees all, and Leonard will finish as the DN10. But I think he was a little overvalued heading into the season, so I would put him at a four. I'll take this next one, Addy. Jason Pierre-Paul, got him, had him in my flex the past two weeks, and he's kind of crapped the bed. He was uh, John's DN11 week one. He had a 65.2 grade, 92% snap share, so that's nice, but only six points. Week two, things took a little bit of a turn in the grade department, 54.6 on 85% of snaps, but had 7.25 points. So on the season so far, a 60.4 overall grade, 88% snap share, 13.25 points, sitting as the DL91. This is the same level of panic I had with Chase Young, which is a three. I just, I think, can he stand out on this incredible defensive line? I've always really seen JPP as a flex play, though. So I do worry for those folks, again, who maybe drafted him as their DN1. 
that seems a little rich. Mm-hmm. I like him as a flex play, especially in a big play league. But, I mean, that defensive line now, especially with Joe Tryon, Shoyinka, you have, you know, Indomitian Sue, you have Vita Vea, you have Shaq Barrett. It's gross. It's gross. It's one of the grossest defensive lines, maybe the grossest in the league, along with Washington. And so, a little bit of panic, but... Not too bad. I'm still rolling out JPP in a flex uh, capacity. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's crazy to me, though, these snap shares for these guys. I mean, I know it's early, but, man. He's playing a lot. I mean, for him, getting out there 92% week one, 85% week two, that is a ton of playing time for a we, guy We thought age. maybe. And for the, that position, in, you know, in general. We thought maybe Tryon would come in and spell these guys a little uh-huh. bit, give the veterans some time off. But it's like, hey, JPP, get out there and play 88% of the snaps to the first two yeah, weeks. Yeah, we want you to play more than you ever have before. Yes, like what? <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah. So that's that's encouraging. You know, him and Shaq Barrett. I haven't checked Shaq Barrett's. um Snap share, but I imagine it's probably pretty similar here to JPP. But yeah, I think people should have maybe uh, tempered their expectations. You know, last year was a great year for him. I, he is just getting older. They did bring in some some talent. Um, he's getting this huge snap share and not really converting it into points. So I think you got to you know scale back the optimism a little bit. He's he is a fine. Defensive end two for you, though. Yeah, Probably defensive end two. Probably in the 24 range. In our league, he's listed as a linebacker, so mm-hmm. he's one of those where I've got him and Von Miller both as linebackers that I roll out as kind of flex play options. Yeah. So, And even you look at last year, like he wasn't really like winning you a ton of weeks, He was, but he was really solid and consistent he was. for the most part. He was. He was very solid. So who is the next guy here that has recently switched places and is now down in the desert, Addy? Mr. J.J. Watt. He was... Uh, Ranked DE12 to start the year. Um, week one, he had a 71% snap share, um, 67.5 overall PFF grade, 58.1 pass rush grade. Just put up seven and a half points in, in week one. Um, week two, he put he had a 90% snap share, um, and he had two and a half points um, in an overall grade of 52.6. So, not great. Yeah, not week great two was for, not kind for JJ Watt, and um, that was against a Banged up, um, Tennessee Titans. No way, they didn't play. They played the Titans week one. They played the the Vikings. Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings line isn't great either, though. Yeah, right. So uh, yeah, that's not what you you want to see from from JJ Watt. Um, pressure wise, he's got five pressures on the year. Um, so yeah, he just hasn't really converted. You know, converted those into sacks yet. I think you know, I think those will come. But yeah, we we shouldn't expect. You know, I don't think. It, we should have expected him to finish as a defensive end one. Yeah, that was my note here. I'm a five just because I think if you're expecting top 12 from J.J., you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. I re- I see him as a back-end defensive end two, somewhere in that 20 to 24 range. Right. So uh, we'll see. But the good news is, you know, 80% snap share so far through the season. So that's what you want. I don't have any trouble rolling J.J. out there as my defensive end two. He played a ton of snaps last year too. So, yeah, I mean, that that wouldn't be, you know – Unheard of. Yeah, and this Arizona team's playing well. So They are. Is Kyler MVP? He, so far, I mean, through the first two weeks, I think he is. Yeah, I think so too. It's uh, But but it feels like it's his year. It, but, but Brady is, I mean, if... I mean, and you have Mahomes and you have Lamar and you have Russell Wilson. Like, 
I don't know. It's like, and we said this about Kyler last year. Remember, they set the world on fire yeah. to start the season. Like he was the quarterback one in fantasy far and away. And this offense still isn't great. Mm-hmm. Kyler's just doing absurd, absurd things. Rondo Moore's been been fun to watch. Yeah, I They're, remember but he's not getting a ton of snaps, but when he is out there, they're targeting. Uh, the hell out of himself. It seems like a guy that's going to see an uptick. Oh, for sure. We've already seen a little bit of, bit of it. But um. they were saying on the athletic football show, uh, Nate Tice counted, and he on one of the plays, Kyler Murray rolled back, and when he released the ball, he was 14 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Wow! Like that's the insane stuff that Kyler is doing right now, like backing up, scrambling 14 yards, and just launching a piss missile. So. I don't know if Kyler can keep up this magic and not get dinged up. That's where we saw him get nicked up last year, and the offense just went. Oh yeah, the air went out of the balloon quickly. Yeah. So if he can stay healthy, and that's going to be the case for you know most teams when they lose their starter or they're hampered or whatever. Yeah, and that's a brutal division. Brutal. Yep. So AJ Green's getting a lot of snaps out there still. That'll probably start to fade. We'll start. Yeah, hope more so. Rondell. Yeah, you hope so. So let's talk about the last defensive lineman here, Addy. It is Grady Jarrett, PFF's D-Tackle 5, Week 1. He had a 70%, 76% snap share and a 54.9 overall grade. A good for zero points, though. Week 2, 71.7 PFF grade, 68% snap share, 3.5 points. So, so far, 63.4 overall PFF grade, a 72% snap share, only 3.5 points on the year, d L-198. I'm a five panic on Grady Jarrett. The snaps are down slightly, and I think this team is going to be bad. This is narrative-driven. I'm not exactly giving you, like, gripping fantasy or expert analysis here, but I always just wonder what happens with veterans when teams are really bad. And Grady Jarrett falls into that camp. I think the Falcons could be the surprise team that's picking at the top of the draft. After what we've seen, again, just two weeks, small sample size, but that team looks awful. Yeah, I mean, the panic for me would be at a, you know, eight or nine probably. It seems like ever since he got paid, it's just been cruise control pretty much. I mean, two pressures is always put up. Wow, that's bad. He's not even in the, the top 50 uh, among defensive linemen, so... I mean, on a 72% snap share, that's pretty healthy for a defensive tackle. Yeah. I mean, we've just, we've seen his grades go down um, each year since about 2018, 90.4 in 2018, 90.1 in 2019. And then he got paid 80.2. Now he's at a 63.4. Ooh, some serious decline happening here. That was one of those guys they were talking about when the Julio trade was being floated. Maybe they just cut Grady Jarrett. Wow. You know? Yeah, or Deion Jones. That was the other guy I heard. Restructure these guys, cut these guys. Let's not lose Julio. Well, I mean, it may be hard for you know for them to get anything out of this guy. So yeah, I mean, he's twenty eight now. You know, former fifth round pick. I mean, obviously he you know outperformed that a ton. You but know, yeah, a few years ago. But he, he's he seems like he's definitely past his prime. And if we combine that with the fact this team might be a dump, yeah, yeah, dumpster fire. They're terrible. That's yeah. an awful team. E, I don't know about that. Let's talk about some linebackers here, Addy, and we're starting off with a guy that you definitely should not be dropping in either redraft or dynasty. Who are we kicking things off with? Mr. Darius Leonard. Uh, He was PFF's LB2 to start the year. Um, 100% snap share in week one. uh, Finished with 10.25 points. 
Um, so, you know, solid week one. That's fine. Uh, week two, he had 98% snap share and had 14.25 points. Again, solid week. Totally fine with that. Um, for the year, he has a 99% snap share. He's averaging um, 12.25 points per game. He's linebacker 35. So uh, that's he's just off to a slow start. He's been unlucky. He hadn't had any big big plays yet. Those will come. That's Darius Leonard. Yeah, I had him These at are solid weeks. Honestly, I had him at zero. But then I'm recalling a conversation that I heard this morning. It was Stephen Holder talking about what he was seeing from this Colts defense, which has largely been a disappointment. And Darius Leonard is a big reason for that. He just hasn't been making these big plays like you just mentioned. But he also said, and this worried me, that Leonard has admitted to having an ankle injury that is not healing. Hmm. So that is just something to keep in mind that it may hamper Darius Leonard's big play ability. Also may require him to get surgery at some point in the season. No, that's not good. Did they ever give him a deal? They did. So he signed the biggest, richest linebacker deal in league history. So he's been paid. I don't worry about that. No, no. Affecting his motor. He'll probably try and do right by that contract for as long as he can. But there's going to be a point. And if the Colts continue to lose, it's going to be a lot easier to have that surgery. Yeah, I mean, they're about to start 0-3 because we're about to ride into yes. t- into Tennessee with Jacob Eason at the helm. Yeah, you got the Carson Wentz with the two uh, <sighs> the dual sprained ankles. Just, you know, and he'd been playing well. I mean, I got to give it to him. It's just so, it's it's like squeezing blood from a stone watching this offense right now. Everything is so difficult. Yeah, it's not fun. Everything looks so hard. He's running for his life half the time. We've got... Julian Davenport might as well be a cardboard cutout at this point for as good as he does. Jonathan Taylor can't get in the end zone. Jonathan Taylor just, they're giving him no help. Yeah. But, I mean, to not be able to punch it in four attempts from, like, the one-yard line. He's had, like, over, what, I think eight to nine attempts in the, red, in the uh, in, you know, inside yeah. the 10 or Total whatever. team failure. I mean, you look at, we don't take the points there. We lose by three. Uh, Carson Wentz throws an insane shovel pass that I get it. Aaron Donald blew the play up, but still, just don't throw that pass. Carson, (laughs) good God. Like, you can see with your eyes that Jack Doyle got knocked off his route by Aaron Donald. Don't just lob it in there into Troy Reader's waiting arms. You're not that guy anymore. Yeah. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. Yeah. If he ever was that guy, he's not anymore. Yeah, don't drop Darius Leonard. Just keep in mind that he is dealing with a nagging injury that could become something later down the road. Next up here, Addy, I'll take this guy because this is the heart and soul of my XFFL squad. Devin White, this is PFF's linebacker five. Week one, 100% of snaps, 11.5 points, 68 grade. Man, these he gets murdered on these grades. Week two, 31.4 PFF grade, 100% snap share again, 12 points. So overall on the season, he's looking at a 50.1 grade, 100% of snaps, 23.5 points, LB 42 0% concern from this guy. It feels like a 40-point week is incoming for Devin White. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, probably a 9 for, for me. A 9, uh, okay. Do you want me to trade him to you? If you would. I, you're right. I think I should be way more panicked on this guy. I'll give you, uh, tell you what, tell you what i do for you. i give you Ziz Alshir. How about that? you got to say the name perfectly <laughs> on the first try for me to accept that. 
<laughs> yeah, there's no concern there. I if mean, you, 16, he, he got three QB hits last week. I mean, yeah, if you've been watching this guy play, you're like, he just wrecks the game, man. Yeah. He's all over the place. And it's only a matter of time before he starts connecting on some of these big plays. Mm. The sacks, the tackles for loss, the fumbles, the uh, picks. That is a, a good point, though, with the big plays. I mean, we we knew they were going to be down from yeah, last year. Yeah, of I course. Mean, he had nine sacks, folks. I mean, those are coming down. Um, we figured it'd be like in the four to five range, though. So, you know, none yet. So maybe he is. Maybe he has just a, a bad year as far as the big plays go, which is which is it can happen. It's part of it. Um, but the tackles will still be there. Again, yeah. he's averaging eight a game right now. Hundred percent of snaps. Hundred yeah. percent. He's good. That's never going to stop. Yeah. How how many linebackers can you find? How many players can you find? Period. Yep. That are a hundred percent so far. So have faith. Do not drop Devin White or trade him for Al Shahir. Mm-hmm. There you go. Got it. Nailed it. Who's the next guy on the list here, Addy? Asking me if the if it's pronounced correctly. What is? What a dumb thing to do, Josh. What a joker move that was. Yes, sir. Zach Cunningham. Uh, he was PFF's LB7 to start the year. Uh, week one, played 100% of the snaps, only 10 points. Um, week two, 70% of the snaps, five points. Yeeks. So on the year, 87% snap share, uh, averaging 7.5 points a game. He's the LB79 right now. You skipped over the best part that he has a 29.4 overall grade for oh. PFF on the season. Yes, yes, yes. 29.4 overall PFF grade, 29.4 coverage grade. So this was uh, this is a guy that and a lot of uh, Johnny's been alluding to it as well. You know, how last year, you know, Jalen Smith, same type stuff happened, grading poorly. And hey, look now, he's not getting hardly any snaps. Yeah, that not was nearly what he was. That was my note. I'm a seven. I said there's some weird stuff going on with his playing time right now. Uh, this is a rebuilding team. This is a Ooh. brand new staff. Sorry, I didn't even read that, Josh. Yeah, it's all right. You stepped over my points, but it's fine. I'm not. Shouldn't have let me go. Shouldn't have let me read it. I'm not boiling inside with rage. Uh, plus, Addy, those grades are like apocalyptically bad. Mm-hmm. Those are awful, awful grades. He should be fine for redraft because he's highly paid. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's necessarily going to be just outright benched this year. It's a possibility. I don't think it's going to happen. But for Dynasty, I'm selling this guy, man. This tip of the cap to Johnny, this does feel like 2021's Jalen Smith. Like, mm-hmm. get out while you can. Yeah, I agree. You got to get get rid of this guy. All right, this is the name they should have brought up in the ad read, Addy. Devin Bush. Ooh, yeah. PFF's linebacker, 25. Week one, 59.4 overall grade, 86% of snaps, 14.5 points. That's pretty nice. The reason that I think where he's on this list is because he gets dinged being a DNP for week two with a groin injury. Mm. So overall grade, uh, it's all the same stuff. It's 59.4 and uh, whatever half of 86 is, I guess, uh, and then 14.5 points. So he currently is sitting at LB85. But that's, again, just because he missed week two. What I will say, he's a three for me. Just because health is a concern with this guy, missed a lot of last season, banged up already. I don't like groin injuries. They tend to linger. But viewing him as an LB3 there at PFF's linebacker 25, that feels about right, especially with Joe Schobert in town. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Not much to add there. I think – I'm glad that he was, you know, able to get 86% of the snaps. 
when Joe was there. So that's um, yeah. it had a nice week. Fourteen and a half points mm-hmm. is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, that was great. Um, next guy, someone that I hyped up quite a bit this offseason, uh, PFF's LB24, Zaven Collins. Week one, he had a 34% snap share. Uh, yikes, for only two and a half points. Graded okay, um, 72.5, 78.3 tackle grade, 90.2 run defense grade, 41 coverage grade. Um, again, small sample size, not a lot to really pull from. Uh, kind of the same story week two, 41% um, of the snaps. Better IDP game, he had 9.25 points, but the grades went down, 32.4 overall. Uh, missed a lot of tackles, had a 23.4 tackle grade. Coverage grade was good, 70.1. But again, um, we just don't have a lot of snaps to really judge this guy yet. So overall, 37% of the snaps. He's um, averaging about six points per game. He is the LB97. Um and Jordan Hicks is the guy that is playing right now. And Zavin's, you know, not being used really much at all. Um, this is not really concerning for me. I mean, obviously. Where are you at? Zero to ten. Give me a number. Um, for redraft? For redraft, we're like a, we're like a six. For dynasty, it's a zero. It's yeah. Neg- it's negative. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a six as well. But just for redraft... You know, for Dynasty, we know this guy is going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. So don't panic and sell him in Dynasty. Patrick Queen, I think he was like a 29 overall grade last year for his entire year. Yeah, just just a dumpster fire of a PFF grade. Yep. But I said, what if he's 2021's Isaiah Simmons, eased in slow despite being more talented than Hicks? Yeah. For redraft, I think you can go ahead and drop this guy. Depends on the size of your bench, right? If you have a shallow bench, I'm probably dropping Zayvon Collins for redraft um, just because he's not getting the playing time right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Hicks and it's Simmons. So, Tough yeah. opener as far as running backs go for him. He had to deal with uh, Derrick Henry week one and yep. then Dalvin Cook week two. Dalvin Cook week two, yeah. Now, I will say the, the tackling grade being low, missed tackles obviously – but that also tells me he's getting tackle attempts, mm-hmm. right? And he's just yeah. missing them. He'll convert those. Yeah, he'll he'll clean that up. So, yeah, Zaven for Dynasty, don't panic. 0% panic. But for redraft, yeah, it's a, it's a little frightening right now. Let's talk about a guy that was recently moved. I think Bob actually acquired yes, Tremaine Edmonds today in our main league. This was PFF's linebacker 11. Week one, 100% of snaps, 62.4 overall grade, 8.5 points. Week two, 52 overall grade, 61% snap share. Keep in mind, he left the game due to cramping. Uh, That was that game in Miami where it was like sizzling down there on the field and the Buffalo bench was in the sun the entire game. Only 2.75 points. So overall through the first two weeks, 56.9 overall grade, 78% snap share, 11.25 points. And he is LB 102, Addy. Mm. That's no bueno. Boy, that's uh, that's been Tremaine really since he came into the league. Um, I think he, most people had had him as like their rookie LB one or LB two, and then it was like you know Roquan and was Devin White in that same class. I think he was after that class. Um, he was in the Devin White Devin Bush class. I think one year after. Anyway, Tremaine's class was pretty loaded, if I remember right. 
That was Roquan, Darius Leonard. There you go. Yeah. Fred Warner. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah. And Cole he, Holcomb. And, and, yeah. And Tremaine was going pretty much first out of those group. Absolutely. Group. Um, so, yeah, he just he's, he hasn't lived up to it, to it yet. Um, and I don't think he's going to. I mean, we've been saying for two years now that Matt Milano is the, the linebacker you want there just because of his price. Tremaine's price has just never lined up with what he actually is. We just are so enamored with the drip, with the mm-hmm. size, with the dreads, with the draft pedigree. Yep. It's the three Ds. But he's not, he hadn't been grading well for a while either. No. This is not great, folks. I said it's a three for me. Just a note here. Reset your expectations. If you have this guy as your LB1, you're in trouble. Like, this is not good. You are not going to perform well as an IDP team if Tremaine Edmonds is your LB1. He is, at best, an LB2. Mm-hmm. So if you have him as your LB2 or, oh, man, your LB3, 0% concern because he left the game early. Eight and a half points for my LB3, love that. LB2, eh, not so much. LB1, that's a five-alarm fire you're talking about. So it depends on your expectations here. But if you have him properly rostered on your team, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I mean, remember, this is a guy that has got, I think, 120 tackles you know, his first three years. Yeah. So, um, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to finish as a top 36 linebacker. Right. But that's not where he's being drafted. At. That's not. So that's what I'm saying is depending on where you took him in your draft, you are probably feeling much differently about Tremaine. Edmonds. But we don't have any Tremaine. I don't have any Tremaine, any Tremaine at all. Yeah. I got, he was going too soon. He was probably going. What? Still top 12. And meanwhile, Matt Milano. Yeah. Still going, you know, linebacker 35 to 40 range. Making great cookies. Yep. Put up, I think, 20-some points last week. I've got this next guy, and we'll talk about it. I am just a tad bit concerned about Jayon Brown. This was PFF's linebacker 12. Week one, he had a 44.3 overall grade, 93% of snaps and seven points. Last week did not play because of a hamstring. So hopefully you subbed him out. We were discussing this on Twitter with Dr. Lezis. Late game, hamstring worries, uh, late addition to the Friday injury report. Get those guys out of your lineup. Just don't play games. Just get them out. Put somebody else in. Put in Kenny Young, who pushes a ref and gets tossed uh, before the game's over. That's where my day went. Ronnie Harrison did that week one. Or he, he no, it wasn't he a ref. It was coach. a coach. Yeah. Like in the. It wasn't him, just like, like in the neck. yeah, like it wasn't like you throw your arm up to like get somebody off of you in a scrum. Like he came back, looked a coach in the face, like I'm gonna push you in the chest. Yeah, and then did, and then got fined for it and suspended or thrown out of the game. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was good to see. So get out of there, coach. What are you doing? Yeah, but also don't shove a coach, you <laughs> no, idiot. Not, no respect. No, no respect for the other coaches. Who cares? Addy, I'm worried about you. I think you'd get tossed out of every single game because the coaches would be trying to, like, Mike Tomlin trip you on the sidelines. Yes, sir. I'd have a reputation, no doubt. Yeah, they'd be like, hey. All the coaches would be very scared of me. They'd be trying to come and talk to you before the game, get you kicked out before you ever take the field. Oh, yeah. Take out the best player. Smart move. It is a smart move. Not going to work, though. I'm going to wait to the game. (laughs) Uh, I don't even know where to go from there with that. I just, I'm going to file it away in the old member banks along with Lisa Sparks. I'm a six with Jayon, Addy. Health has been an issue with this guy. Missed a lot of last season with like a dislocated elbow or something super gross. 
And for Jayon to have a hamstring injury already, groins and hamstrings, these are the worst lingering injuries. So I'm a six. I have severe concerns as a Jayon manager in our main league that I might not have this guy a lot this season. And if I do, he's probably a risk to exit a game because of his hammy. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Not great. That's some gripping analysis there, Addy. <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those deals where it's like, I mean. He's injured, and it just sucks. Yeah, like, this you is can't, football. You can't be productive if you're not out there. Availability, that's the best ability. Did you just make that up? Yes, sir. Don't Google it. You're so brilliant. Let's move to safeties, Addy. And one of our favorite guys to just take repeated hot steaming dumps on is PFF Safety 9, Drabil Peppers. Peppers be hot. Yes, sir. Peppers be mild. Peppers be a little bit cold. These yes, peppers sir. been in the fridge. What type of peppers are these? Uh, they're, what is it? Uh, green peppers. Green peppers, yeah. The ones that don't have any heat to them. Red peppers. I think it is red peppers, Both right? of them. Both of them normally have Pretty heat. mild? Yeah. Not a big Good pepper peppers, guy. So. Good taste, good smell. This is pepper in the pepper shaker. Ooh. This has got no spice to it at all. Ah, but that makes you sneeze, though. Uh, you have Jabril Peppers on your team. You're going to be sneezing. In the words of <laughs> Mike Waller, in the words of Mike Waller, Jabril Peppers, because he ain't seen the field much. Just in the word of John and the Greek, gerbil peppers. The gerbil peppers. <laughs> we were brainstorming these in the thread that we have. That's where gerbil peppers and gerbrail peppers came nice. from. I think nice. we just got canceled by some uh, American Association for the Blind. Yeah, I hope so. Apologies. But gerbrail peppers, uh, week one, 45% of snaps, 6.95 points, and a 59.3 grade. Week two, a little more snaps, 80%, 10.8 points, and a 69.8 grade. Nice. So that is very nice, Eddie. You're right, 66.9 Overall, so far on the season, 64% of snaps, 17.75 points, sitting as DB 75. This is probably the highest guy for me, Addy. I'm at an 8 because barring injury, this situation I think is going to be a nightmare to mm. figure out, and I'm just staying away. I'm Good luck to you if you want to try to decipher this and grab the piece, kind of like the Rams linebackers or the Rams safeties. This is just a group that I don't have a good feel on. So with what we've seen so far through two weeks, no, thank you. Yeah, it seems to be a bit of a mess there. I, I, I mentioned it with Johnny that I think there's going to need to be an injury for, for us to get any clarity at this position. Um, like we had last year with McKinney. You know, McKinney was out basically the whole year, and so that's why you saw Peppers and Logan Ryan pretty much be the, the main boys. Um, but this year they're all three healthy and back, so that's why we're seeing these. Like this week, um, Xavier McKinney, his snaps were down to like 55%, whereas he got, I think, close to 100 the first week. And it's flipped for Peppers. So, um, it's like, I don't know if this is a matchup thing. I don't know if it's a health thing. I don't know if it's just a true rotation thing. Yeah. But I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Um, I do, you know, Peppers can do a lot with with little. That's what's good. I mean, he is getting a lot of slops, uh, slop, a lot of slop snaps. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be a new thing. <laughs> It's like they're slot snaps, but they're sloppy. Yes, sir. Extra sloppy down there, boy. We're going to drive that one into the yes, ground. Yes, sir. You're going to be it. in the trenches. We're going to be playing in the slop. <laughs> so are slop snaps in the trenches, or are they in the slot, but it's just sloppy? Are they both? Yeah, they're both. They're, both. they're everywhere. It can be anywhere. As much as we can use slop snaps, sure. we're going to use sure. it. Sure. And, and that's just one of them happy accidents, Addy. You have those from time to time. <laughs> But yeah, he plays more in the uh, the slot 
and uh, the box than than uh, Xavier McKinney. Logan Ryan plays quite a bit there as well, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm not too panicked. I mean, pe- you know, Peppers did this last year. If we remember, right, you know, remember he started off slow. started off had like 18 points the first four games. Yep. Then we went were, absolutely nuclear. We were dancing on his grave. Yeah, and we're like, truly he was like points per game wise, like safety two or three. Yep, he was up there. So um, and he might do that again, but yes, I don't know, man. We've it's, seen him before, but it's just like you don't let a guy like that go because again, injuries happen so often. Yes, um, you got to just hold him because if, I'm not dropping peppers, but I'm probably right. not starting. Him. The upside is just crazy, similar to like Cameron Curl and stuff. Yeah, like, you know, if there was an injury to one, you know, Bob McCain or Landon Collins someone's probably going off. Yep. We'll um, talk about Collins here in just a bit, but that's another group that it's like, you just don't know. Yep. Like week to week, like Bobby McCain picked him up because he's a cornerback and RSO snaps dropped off considerably week two. Yep. It's just same thing here. The variable that we have to keep in mind and McKinney is healthy right now for the giants. That's a variable you did not have to mm-hmm. start last season. Exactly. So, Let's look at the next guy on the list, Addy, and who are we talking about from the Cincinnati Bengals? We're talking about Mr. Jesse Bates, PFF's safety six to start the year. Week one, 98% snap share, beautiful for 9.75 points. That's fine for safety. Week two, 100% of the snap share, uh, 7.75 points. So overall, he's played 99% of the snaps. Uh, 64.9 overall PFF grade, 73.1 tackle grade, 74.2 run defense grade, and a 59.8 coverage grade. Um, averaging eight points per game, DB 78. So um, that's obviously not where he was being drafted. This is a guy that was going like, you know, basically where he was ranked, like yeah. safety six, seven usually. Um so yeah, I mean that's not that's not great, but this is, that's Jesse Bates, and that's the position that it, you know he plays. He he does play deep. He is he does rely on on. He's had good tackle numbers for a guy that plays deep, but he also has always had I think like three or four picks every year. Yep. So those just haven't fallen yet. Um, but either way, I mean, he's fine. He's still a top. He's still a top twelve option for you. That's what I said. Mine was a two. Safety six is a little rich for me. Mm-hmm. But he's definitely a borderline safety one, two, like back end safety one, high end safety two. With those snaps, I mean the guy's playing ninety nine percent of snaps. You just right. plug guys like Jesse Bates in with the snaps with a proven history and you don't worry about it. This is IDP. It's going to fluctuate more than offense. You're going to have these moments of panic. And so what we're trying to do here on this episode is just say Okay, settle down, prostitutes. Settle down, prostitutes. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. If you're new to IDP, this is what IDP looks like. There is much more fluctuation because offenses can game plan to get certain players the ball, whereas what players are around the ball to make tackles or PDs or interceptions or force fumbles is completely random from one play to the next. So you're going to have these weeks where randomness strikes and great players like Darius Leonard have three points. Yep. Doesn't mean you should drop them. Yeah, and to speak more to those alignment snaps, yeah, I mean, pretty much exactly what I was saying. 108 of his snaps have been at free safety, um, 16 in the slot, 19 in the box, four on the line. So, so he's a deep safety. He's a deep safety. But he's put up 12 tackles. I mean, that's those are still solid snaps. Yep. Uh, or solid uh, solid stats for a defensive back. Um, we just saw another guy that he reminds me a lot of and is very similar. Justin Simmons had a very down week. I think he put up like a tackle maybe. 
That happens. Yeah, we'll talk about Simmons here in just a bit. Oh, wow. A lot of the safeties. I should have read down. Yeah, you should have, uh, I don't know, done some prep. <laughs> well, that's what we're paying Aaron for. That's right. It's Aaron. But, it's uh, Aaron, damn it. <laughs> it's A-A-Ron. So, yeah, a lot of safeties on this list. Um, Jamal Adams, PFF's, of course, safety one. Week one, 70.7 grade, 100% of snaps, six points. Week two, 63.6 grade, 100% of snaps again, eight and a half points. So he's played 100% of the snaps. He's had 14 and a half points so far. DB, 100. 0% panic, Addy. Do this for me, listeners. Please invite me to your league, then drop Jamal Adams, just so I can scoop him up and laugh in your face, and then leave the league. You cold-hearted SOB. You better not do that. I'm going to do it. Don't. I'm going to do it. Don't you dare do that to them in that league. Just come in like, oh, Jamal Adams is on the uh, free agent heap, huh? It's like, oh, my God, Josh is in our league now. This is going to be so fun. I love his. Pl-. And I just come in and just. Just the biggest dick. Just the biggest swinging dick. They're like, oh, wow. I like this guy even more now. <laughs> Please do more at Manscaped ad reads. Yeah, I mean, I get why You're he's freaking on. hot. <laughs> Thank you. It is hot in here. I am sweating. Uh, DB 100, I get why we're like, what's going on with Jamal Adams? Yeah. Who Just wait. Who I mean. Yeah, shut up, you babies. I mean, good Lord. Yeah, Jamal Adams is going to be fine. Don't sweat it. Don't drop him. And don't listen to anyone who says you should drop him because they are wrong. Yes. He is still in consideration for me, even if you have an IDP league where it's like just three IDPs. Any position, Jamal Adams is in the mix for one of those spots. And Josh, you can you, you can uh, you can drop him though if you say the uh, if you're in shallow leagues. Is that a just a blanket statement? <laughs> yeah. In shallow leagues, I think everyone can be dropped. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. In leagues where you don't start IDP, <laughs> start drop Jamal Adams. No, just pick him up and play him. He's a great enforcer, great presence in your locker room. Let's talk about. Addy, the next guy on the list is actually going to be the subject of a video that John Macri is going to be making here a little bit later this week, so stay tuned for that. NSFW. It is truly not safe for work. Yes, sir. Who's the next guy on the list here, Addy? Mr. Landon Collins. It's definitely Mr. Jeremy Chin. (laughs) Mr. Jeremy Chin. Just a flawless flow right into the next guy. You could have just gone back to Jeremy Chin, not even mentioned it. You could have done that for me, but you wanted to make a fool of me. What are you talking about? Jeremy Chen's the guy that John Macri is going to talk about. Okay. Still. <laughs> Still. You done me wrong, <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. You're right. You're right. All right. So, Jeremy Chen. Week one, he played 98% of the snaps, 9.75 points, 55.5 overall grade, uh, 48.3 coverage grade. Did have a 90.4 pass rush grade, but again, this guy's probably not getting a lot of snaps um, as a pass rusher. Um, week two, 100%, only 5.75 points. Um, grades were pretty similar. Overall, um, he's played 99% of the snaps. He's got 15.5 total points. He is the DB93. He has an overall PFF grade of 58.5. But... The usage with Jeremy Chin is beautiful. I wish we were looking at a log because we've got a great drop. Can we look at his log? And the log is... Can we just look at it, though, for the drop? Sure. Okay, thank you. Don't flush those toilets! I want you to leave those logs in there for me to inspect! 
That's for you. That's a Will Forte classic that you sent me. They've um they've had to have add music over it because I guess Tim and Eric didn't want it on there for free. I've noticed that that there's like some like battle music. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> I was like, what is this battle music? Are we like going it's to war? No, it's not normal, but uh, yeah, it's a classic clip. It's right, Fortin there. with Will. Fortin it? with Will. Yeah, yeah. Will Agrillo, just like my father. <laughs> I need to rewatch McGruber. I realized we saw that when I think we were in high school, maybe. It's really good. I don't I don't remember liking it when I first saw it, but I feel like it would grow on me if I watched it again yeah. as, as a grown man. Will Forte is so funny, man. He's um he, he's great in in, uh, in that billion dollar movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that, and that's a Tim and Eric movie, but he Will Forte has the best part of the the whole movie. He plays a guy that sells swords. Um, That's a perfect role for him. It's so good. I will say the the series went downhill because they kept adding to the cast, despite the fact that the name of the TV show was The Last Man on Earth. That was a pretty good show. That was the one of the best pilot episodes I've ever seen of any TV show, mm-hmm. simply because it was just Will Forte doing Will Forte things yeah. for like forty two minutes. We watched like the first season, I think. Yeah, I, I did. I, that was like one of the last shows I actually watched. Yeah, you don't watch TV anymore. Mm. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Oh, well. Do you just sit and, like, read? I, got, I don't got time for it, bro. Do you just sit and read the newspaper? <laughs> God, I don't see how you got time for all these shows. <laughs> I don't got time for it. I'm just wondering what you're doing with your free time. I got, I'm doing stuff. Don't worry about it. Don't look into it. Promise me you won't look into it. Send me Markham's laptop. Send. <laughs> nah, I don't want to see that. Nah, you don't want to see that. Just a lot of... A lot of what, Adam? <laughs> Lisa Sparks. I was going to say. That's how you know it was Lisa and not Brandy. Man, we got way off the rails here. Are you worried at all about uh, Jeremy Chen? No. God, no. The um, the usage is 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 beautiful for Mr. Chen. So, oh, yeah. Um, you were pulling that. I was like, why did we play the Will Forte drop? Yeah, that's right. Well, we, this is still in his log, but uh, it's a log of his snap counts. It's a log of sorts. Sure. Uh 57 box snaps versus 32 at free safety. Also 11 in the slot, five on the line, three out wide. So, you know, one great of the, usage and great snaps. Yep. Yeah, one of the, uh, you know, one of the safeties is getting the most box snaps. So, and I will say, we, we mentioned this before the season. I felt like it was one of our better calls thus far. And we've said before, too, anytime Normie podcasts start talking about certain things mm-hmm. that we bring up. I'm like, Ooh, okay. That makes mm-hmm. me feel Extreme. like maybe we're on the right track here. A lot of football pundits saying that this Panthers defense uh-huh. is feisty, is frisky, is much improved. Been noticing a lot of normies talking about Brian Burns. Yep. A lot of Brian Burns love. Welcome. A lot of Shaq Thompson love. Oh yeah. A lot of Shaq Thompson. Love. He really put up a stinker after his week one performance. That he did. But yeah, I mean, player wise, I think he's solid. Yeah. That's and, a fun team. That's a really good defense. I mean, we kind of were on it. That's we we liked we we loved what they did this offseason. So good coaching. I'm I'm not I'm not bitter about the fact that Darnold's looking great with the Panthers. Yeah. The guy that I wanted over Carson Dunst. Ooh, that's true, man. You did. You were all about that. That would yeah. have been so nice there. We'll see. And they didn't have to give up much, really. No, I mean they gave up a lot less than what the Colts are wow. going to end up giving up. Wow, what a terrible move. But hey, you had that coach connection. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. This is uh, 
uh, Reich and Ballard just got extensions. And look, I don't think this year should be a referendum on Frank Reich if the Wentz experiment goes up in flames. But still, like, did I just want to know, like, Ballard, did you call about Darnold mm. at least, you know? Uh, and then watching Stafford, like, I know we didn't. We would never have given up the capital that the Rams did to make that trade. You should have, man. If we could have, if Ballard would have entered, and but see, he, he, I don't think he would have given up that much. But God, I wish he would have. What was it like a first and then a huge contract? It was, I think, a couple firsts. Couple firsts. Yep. And a huge Jared Goff contract. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they were basically it was one first for Stafford and one first for Goff. So you think maybe another team doesn't have to send off two firsts because they're not sending over a giant $30 million contract. Yeah. But, man, that team looks so good. Yeah, they're really good. I think that's a legit Super Bowl contender. Yeah, you got to see them up close last week. Cooper Cup, absolutely shredded you guys. Just And I called it, too. I said, I told Ali, I was like, oh, my God, watch Cooper Cup. He's running wide open through the daisy fields, and he just caught a touchdown pass. Like, nobody within 20 yards of him. I know. It was bad. The defense has been disappointing for you guys. Yeah, the whole team. But like just, you alluded to earlier, Darius Leonard's banged up. There's just not a lot that we are doing really well right now. Anthony Walker, you guys probably miss him more than yeah. you realize. Yep. So let's talk about a couple more safeties here, Addy. One that we had a lot of discussion on prior to the season because of Cam Curl was Landon Collins, PFF Safety 11, Week 1. 56.9 overall grade, 80% of snaps, but just 2.25 points. In week two, his grade went down to 42.2. Had a nice tackle grade, though. 75% of snaps, 8.25 points. So 78% of snaps on the season, 10.5 total points, DB 137. Now, even though I was saying before the season I was a Landon Collins fan, the snaps and the usage are encouraging, but I'm a 5 and again, this isn't necessarily like looking into the numbers and the metrics. It's just a gut feeling. This situation feels very tenuous to me, Addy. Like the rug is about to get yanked out from under Collins at any moment. Just when you have a player of Cam Curl's status, right? Then you have Bobby McCain in the mix, like mucking things up. I don't know, man. It's just like he, Landon Collins could be fine. I mean, 78% of snaps. I'd like to see that tick up a little bit. I think he's being used primarily in that box role from what week one and two weeks one and two have been showing us. So yep. that's encouraging. Um, I think he is definitely in the mix. If this keeps up, I will say if this keeps up and nothing happens, he doesn't get he doesn't lose his job. I think you're looking at a very high end safety too. Yeah, yeah, agree. I mean, you know, out of the out of his 117 snaps, 53 of those have been in the box. 43 at free safety, 13 uh, slot snaps, four on the line. So, yeah, he's um, he's definitely, you know, more than half of his, his snaps are closer to the line of scrimmage than they are deep. So, um, And the usage is, I mean, those snaps are fine. If, as long as he still gets, you know, 80% of the snaps, yeah, he's going to be fine. Yep. So, again, it's just kind of a gut-feeling thing of like, ooh. And remember, he may start off a little slow because he is coming off an Achilles injury. That's right. So we wondered how he would look. So far, he's looked pretty good. We're just, you know, it's good to see him out there. It is. So just something to monitor. Pay very close attention week to week. And if you start to see the snaps go in the wrong direction for Collins, that that should send off some warning bells. And here's especially, 
if you start to see the snaps go down, but the points maybe, he's highly efficient. Maybe he gets a sack or a pick or a fumble. Get out while you can. Jermaine Pratt. Exactly, right? Mm. So wrapping up here, Addy, with a member of the Denver Broncos. Who do we have as the final safety on the board? One of my faves, Justin Simmons. PFF's safety 14 to start the year. Week one, he played 100% of the snaps, only put up 7.5 points. Week two, 100% of the snaps, only .75 points. That would be like an assisted tackle, I think, right? Right, exactly. Um, He's also grading really bad this year, which is surprising. This is someone that typically grades very well. Um, Overall PFF grade of 44.8. It's not great. Not great. Coverage grade of 45.8. But, again, he is playing 100% of the snaps, um, but he's averaging four points a game. He's the DB 161 right now. Uh, I'd I'd imagine this is – he's just getting his bad games out of the way. I mean, typically, Justin Simmons has been a guy that has always been in the top 12 for us. Usually he's in that safety 8 to 12 range. 8 to 12. That's exactly where I was going to peg it. Yep. Every so, year, and he's been like that. But um, he plays deep. That's what happens with these guys. That's why we always tell you to look for box safeties and, yep. and guys that play closer to the line of scrimmage because this is why. He will put up big points, though, and, you know, that's the, that's been the thing with, like, Justin Simmons, Jesse Bates. Those guys, they, they get the big plays, but they're, they're pretty consistent with them. Um, but – the rug can, you know, it can be, be yanked out, out from under you exactly at any point. Right. That's why we preach that. I'm I'm at a zero, though, and this is mainly out of respect for Johnny the Greek. 100% of snaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just a proven track record, 100% of the snaps. I said it before. This is not a guy I'm worried about with, with those two factors in his favor. So don't panic. Don't panic on Justin Simmons. Yeah, and let me see real fast. I think it's been the last four years of that. Yes. So... Since 2018. Oh, are you looking at a log? Hold on. Don't flush those toilets! Yeah, what's up with this music? I want you to leave those logs in there for me to inspect. So we're inspecting some logs. What do we got? So, um, snap percentages throughout the throughout the uh, last four years. 100% in 2018, 100% in 2019, 100% in 2020. He's off to 100% in 2021. If these trends continue, he will play 200% of snaps. Yes. That's how math works, folks. That's crazy. Yeah. So, a lot of love for Justin Simmons. So, not a lot of panic overall, Addy. But there are some guys who pay attention to this. This might not be super encouraging. This is a situation to stay away from or monitor. But for the most part, these highly, highly rated guys were highly rated for a reason. Yeah. So, we are pretty much like every other analyst. Don't freak out. Yeah, don't don't overreact. But we did have some panic. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of panic. I also just wanted to... I also love the scream in the middle of that. Yeah, I mean, that's freaking hot. That's some good panic right there. Man, makes you want to freaking dance. You should dance. You want to dance with me? May I have this dance? Yes. You may have this dance, Eddie. All right, well, get your ass up. We got to go, here. folks. Come on we, out. Come on gotta, over here. Let's we, dance on the pod for everyone. <laughs> Let's turn on the webcam and live stream this. <laughs> get a billion views. Well, thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate it. Hope you all enjoy this episode. Like we said... Coming up on Thursday, we will have Joy the Tooth and Evan Ronda previewing the Week 3 game. So tune in for that. Going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're subscribed to the IDP newsletter. 
We're going to be dropping Dr. Lees' injury report every Saturday in the newsletter. You don't want to miss that. Addy, you guys had DF Triple S this mm. past week. You're taking a week off this week. I think the plan is to come back and do the week four slate. Uh, yeah, hey, did three episodes last week. You are grinding. Yes, sir. You are just all about them slop snaps. I love to grind. I love the numbers. I love it all. I love being an analyst. Yeah, that's what you're doing. You're just sitting at home thinking about how proud you are to be an analyst. Uh, yes, sir. You'd love to see it, folks. But check that out. DFSSS, new home, the IDP Guys Network. Check out their old podcast feed for IDP Guys. It is now the home of their network and the new home for DFSSS. So make sure you check it out. Yeah, we're and out subscribe there over there. We're everywhere. You everywhere. On the YouTube channel as well. That's right. Streaming all sorts of places. Mm-hmm. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Periscope. Yeah, if you enjoyed the um, Thursday's IDP show, come check out DFSS. It's me and Johnny every week or every other week now, but... Just chopping it up. Yeah. Doing different contests, making some lineups, doing the over-unders. We have a lot of fun. That's a good show. We have I a like good time. that show a lot. So hope you all enjoyed. Shout out to our patrons. We appreciate you all. Shout out to our Hunger Game participants. We're going to do a little check-in after the first month of the season to see Boy, how our leagues are doing. We got a candidate in ours. Is that right? Who-wee. He got, he got very lucky with some glitches, I think, in the draft. For one, that was I, I was distracted at this, and I had another one going on, so I was doing it from my phone. Nightmare, but he got some crazy. He got some dumb deals. He got like Derrick Henry and uh, DeAndre Swift both on like minimum type deals. Oh no! So it just set him up, and he's he's putting up like three seventy. Oh, that's that's very good. Yeah, yeah. Like- New Zealand football team, I think, is his name. Oh wait, is that Arn? No, you're in District Two with Aaron. No, you're Bobby's in with Aaron. Okay. You're you're no, you're in District Two. Bobby's in District One. The New Zealand football. What we'll to figure out who this is? Hmm. To figure out who this is. But Aaron's in Bobby's league. Is he? I think right. I think so. I think they were talking about that. It's gonna be bad if Aaron's like. Obviously, I'm in your league. No, he's in Bobby's league because they were. But they anyway, were smack talking about boy, it. Boy, he he has put himself uh, together a really good team. He's gonna be, I think. Uh, Contender? Maybe representing us. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll do a little check-in here at the end of the first month, so after week four. But like I said, you guys have a good rest of your week. Enjoy the Thursday football game between the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans led by Davis Mills. What a fun time that will be uh, to watch David Culley chew on his tongue for four quarters. And then uh, we got the pod dropping Friday morning. So at least you have something to look forward to football related the rest of this week. But thank you for listening. Y'all take care. Be good. Love each other. And we'll see y'all next week. Love you guys. Howdy peace, show. Howdy peace, show. Howdy peace, show.